Welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I think we need a theme song. We have a theme and maybe, song. Yeah, but then an introduction. We need an introductory voice. Someone that can say, no. Welcome <laughs> to the Avenging Hour. Your stop for all your Avenging comics needs. Two guys in a room talking about the Avengers. And now your hosts, Jason and John. What do you think? We should get someone to do that. We should, we should hire get... somebody. Do you think that that, uh, that uh, boxing announcer guy is doing anything right now? <laughs> Michael Buffer? Well, we should get someone associated with the Avengers. You put, do you have like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans' number? Mm, no. Probably we could get Jeremy Renner. He's not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, we should get Paul Bettany. He oh, does that the vision. That would be perfect. And he's great at that stuff. And he's British. It would, make, right. us, it would make us sound, you know... 10 times more reputable. All right, so Paul Bettany, if you're listening, <laughs> send us an email. What's the email? Mail at avenginghour.com. Hey, we have a listener in Australia. Do you want to do the announcement for us, listener in Australia? <laughs> we need an Australian accent. We could use that. That would be great. We should get people, like all of our foreign listeners, to record and, and we'll just lay them all over top of each other. <laughs> okay, that would be a little confusing. But anybody that wants to record us an intro, please record us an intro. Goodness knows we need it. Anyway, I'm John. Oh, right. Two guys in a room talking uh, about comics. We're a little punchy. It's been a, it's been a heck of a day for everybody. And Jason's Quinjet is still being held up by Stark requisitions. You know, the Maria Stark Foundation will spend the money to put Hercules in that stupid robot suit, but they can't give you a Quinjet, so you get stuck in traffic on your way to Avenging Our Mansion. Got to run here quicker than that. So how's it going? <laughs> Other than that, we're going to get this done, right? No shenanigans. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Previously on the Avenging Hour, Captain America returned... Hercules refused to leave, Wasp went on vacation where she met Paladin and fought Baron Brimstone, and after much hemming and hawing, Vision appears ready to take over the world. And now, episode 117. We're going to start today with Avengers number 253. This is from March of 1985. It is by Roger Stern and Bob Hall, and it is called Conquering Vision. And let me just say, I'm already tired of uh, Roger Stern's Vision titles that he's used for the last few issues. Does the cover have a different title? It has the Vision versus Quasimodo in the heart of a machine, but I don't think that's meant to be the title. It's actually more interesting. We start with Mockingbird in action, and I could not be more surprised by that development. Everyone's favorite nepotistic addition to the Avengers is dropping out of an Avengers Quinjet onto a boat full of men with machine guns. And she means business. She makes short work of the gang of thugs who have been running drugs to this area of the Pacific Ocean, leaving them neatly unconscious for the Coast Guard. Her work here done, the average Avenger pops back into her Quinjet and heads back to the Avengers compound. Back at the compound, we find Tigra doing stretching exercises on the computer console. And guys, I'm a little worried about Bob Hall. He seems to enjoy drawing these sexy poses a little too much, and this scene is completely unnecessary. Wonder Man and Mockingbird sh soon show up because it's time for a regular meeting of our West Coast Avengers team. Wonder Man's got a new outfit, too, in that he added a stylized red W to his completely black top, woohoo, called Christian Dior, and with a Stern Hall production all about the West Coast team, I feel like I'm reading their limited series again. Wait, Mockingbird got to do something. This is not like their limited series at all. To alleviate the confusion as to whose comic we're reading, we head to Arizona, where the East Coast team is still hanging out with the army going through Thanos' old base. The Scarlet Witch uses a hex to move heavy machinery because now her hexes are telekinetic. I really wish Stern would get a grasp on her powers. I know they're nebulous, but good grief, she's not plot device girl. I think that character was a member of the Legion of Superheroes. They even have some exposition extras explaining that her powers screw with probabilities, and how does that explain clearing heavy rubble by making it fly in different directions? Anyway, she and Starfire 
Frogs are looking for tech, while Captain America and Hercules talk to the commanding officer about how the Avengers will take over said tech here at the base. Meanwhile, back at the mansion in New York, the floating Vision Head is watching both East and West Coast teams on video, and I wonder if the Westies know the Vision apparently has spy cameras in their headquarters. He probably just wanted to spy on their sexy, sexy monitor bank. Vision fills in the captive Black Knight on some of the changes since Dane Whitman last saw the team. The Vision's in charge, the Wasp is on vacation, Jarvis has lost and gained over 300 pounds at various times, and the Vision is a crazy machine that's going to take over the world through its computers. Then the Vision takes a powder while the Black Knight tries to free himself from his tube. The Vision moves his consciousness back near his physical body to chat with Isaac. The Vision starts to fall into flashbacking, but Isaac has as much patience for that as I do, and tells the Ruby Revolutionary to shut up and take control already. The Ruby Revolutionary? I think you're running out of alliteratives there. (laughs) Oh no. The Vision agrees, and soon his computer consciousness is in computer systems all over the planet, including the Pentagon, S.H.I.E.L.D., and the Soviet government's computer systems. Since this is the 1980s and no one really understood what computers were yet, we fall back on the trope of seeing the Vision's physical form whizzing through a cybernetic landscape, and while there, he runs into another consciousness in the system, a creature called Quasimodo, who rings the bells of Notre Dame. I'm sorry, wrong Quasimodo. This one is a machine created by the Mad Thinker, who apparently thought building a misshapen, whiny machine was a step up from working with someone called Thunderboot. I don't know, Thinker. Six, one, half dozen. Anywho, Quasimodo wants the Vision to help him get back to the physical plane, but the Vision knows that Quasimodo has repeatedly battled heroes and says no. So Quasimodo attacks the Vision, and since they both exist in the computer world, they can battle just like they could in the physical world with all their powers intact, because this is definitely how computers work. While this is happening, Captain Marvel is still flying through space on her bogus mission from the Vision. Thanks, comic, for reminding us where she is. We also check in with the Black Knight, who's trying to use a little-known ability of his ebony blade and teleport it into the glass tube with him. Use the Force, Dane. Let it flow through you. Meanwhile, while the Vision and Quasimodo fight in the computer realm, we see the collateral damage their fight is causing. It's erasing files on computers in the real world. Too bad you don't have the cloud, 1980s losers. Why don't you live in the future? The Vision soon wins the fight by somehow expelling Quasimodo from the computer system and sending his consciousness hurtling off the planet because, for reals this time, that's how computers work. It's true. Back at the mansion, Dane finally manages to teleport his sword to him and uses it to break free from his captivity. He armors up, ready to stop the Vision. Meanwhile, in Arizona, Cap accidentally picks up a call from Hawkeye and finds out that the West Coast team is not busy with a mission, as the Vision said. Uh-oh. Sensing something wrong, Cap and Wanda race to their Quinjet to contact the Vision, who completely admits that he distracted them while he took over the world. Smell you later! Wanda says they'll have to stop him, but Cap wonders if there's still time for that. To be continued. We again have two teams of Avengers this issue, so we have Mockingbird, Tigra, Wonder Man, and Hawkeye on one coast. Scarlet Witch, Star Fox, Captain America, Hercules in the middle of the coast? In the middle of the country? (laughs) Not a thing. We have the Vision on the East Coast, and we have Captain Marvel flying through space. We also see the Black Knight, and our villain is Quasimodo. Who Our the bells of no trust. So, what do you think? Not much. <laughs> Anything to say about this issue? Oh, yeah. And most of my notes have to do with these first eight pages. Okay. Which is silly because it took us eight pages just to get back to the point where we ended the last issue. What was the point of these eight pages? Well, we see that the West Coast team is still being a West Coast team. <laughs> that Mockingbird is fighting drug-running guys on a boat wearing short shorts. Let's be clear. Mockingbird is not wearing short 
shorts. No, the, the drug, drug runners, runners are. are wearing short shorts. Short denim shorts are the 80s. Oh, jorts. You know, I, I made fun of Bob Hall drawing Tigra uh, in a salacious pose, but this one drug runner got his butt to the camera as well. Maybe Bob Hall just likes to draw butts. That guy works out. Yeah, he really does. It's a nice butt. I noticed that Mockingbird is the only one in the Quinjet. Yes. How does the Quinjet hover above like that? Uh, it's on autopilot. Right. Oh, she does. It doesn't But say. we know it's not a vertical takeoff and landing ship, so how is it staying in one place? Autopilots in planes work because they just keep going in a direction. How does Captain Marvel uh, fly the same speed as Captain America's motorcycle? Are you implying that the Quinjet was going the speed of light? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. That doesn't make any sense. No, it it's doesn't. not a helicopter. It can't just hover in one spot. Well, I just noticed too when she's finding these guys, she shoots one of her battle stabs out of the sleeve of her, <laughs> out of of her, her costume, out of her loose dress sleeve. Yeah, I don't. How does that work? I exactly? think they're actually strapped to her arms. If, well, I, yeah. if I remember the diagram from the official handbook, but are they spring loaded? I guess they must yeah. be. I was anyway. thinking as I was watching that fight scene, I was thinking, what if she throws that one stab and it misses and it just goes overboard <laughs> into the ocean? <laughs> she's lost she's, that one. She's got like forty stabs back <laughs> at the at the compound. No, she only has those two. She's like, ah. Oh. I gotta dive in after it. Someone call Namor. The panels where we see Tigra he's sitting on a computer bank just like working out well yeah that's what I'm saying so I'm sorry really quick it does say that she resumes manual control of her craft so it was obviously on I understood the autopilot but it doesn't make sense in that (laughs) setting Uh, yes what is Tiger doing well like I said I think Bob Holt may have a problem I expected to see her actually like licking herself like a cat she's doing stretching exercises on a computer yes Uh, well to be fair that's where my cat would do them right right across the keyboard as you're trying to work so it's kind of like pushing her out of the way (laughs) right oh come on Uh, Wonder Man has a new costume yeah. you mentioned that i think it looks good it's cleaner it's 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 a very sleek outfit we also see hercules has a new costume it looks stupid yeah i don't i don't mind i mean he's what he's wearing is army fatigues yeah he just, right and I, and again i i really want to hit this again with wanda's hex powers there's no reason for it i think that's what bothers me the most about it is there's no reason for it star fox is super strong he could have moved the rubble himself you didn't need to use her hex powers to do something her hex powers can't do. Yeah. Well, her hex powers, apparently, these last three or four issues can do anything. And I missed... Are Wonder Man and Tigra dating? They she, never... like, kissed him goodbye? Jose, is that this issue? No, that's not this issue. It's next issue. It's something that shows up in the early issues of the West Coast Avengers, but we haven't. they haven't come out yet. Yeah. So I guess this is maybe our... I mean, maybe Tiger kisses everybody. I mean, we saw them talking to each other during the miniseries and kind yes. of flirting, walking on the beach together, but I didn't think it had progressed to hugging and saying I'll miss you and writing love notes to each other and leaving them in the refrigerator. I don't know. Is that a thing? I noticed that uh, you mentioned that Vision starts flashbacking. We actually had a Quasimodo flashback. Yeah, and we've t- I'm not doing a Quasimodo thing because we no, have... we've seen him before. We have t- He's been in the book before. In a flashback, he's never actually met Back when we found out where the Vision came from, when he used the original Human Torch's body and all that. Yep, 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 yep. Is it Quasimodo that says he's gonna something about an impulse vortex the whole and i was like an impulse vortex oh no (laughs) the the whole quasi-motor vision fight is is absolute hooey it makes no sense tron made more sense than this yeah it's and i would like you to explain to me how the vision expels quasi-moto from the computer and the planet he must have found like a joystick port and shoved him out of it uh the, the 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 narration makes no sense it says that the vision's command the cosmos they inhabit seems to erupt expelling the mind of quasi-moto from the vision's expanding network banishing him from the earth yeah where did it get the power and the force in a computer system to shove this thing out and launch him out through the atmosphere it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever well one of the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen my note on that whole fight was that i don't understand the parameters of this fight there's some things that they can stand on and some that they can't and and then i have a question about dane whitman so he's able to get his sword into this tube with him yes how is he able to muster enough force to swing the sword while he's trapped in this tube that seems like it would be a problem yeah 
because it is it's it's power of the ebony blade that I like that they don't use very often. The idea that the, the transportation thing he can teleport the sword to him theoretically from no matter he's done it the is. other way too, where he teleports himself to the sword. Yes, I, which would have made more sense in this case if you want right. to get out of the tube. But um, but yeah, he's in this tube that it looks bigger in this issue. The last issue we saw, man, he was trapped in a tube and it was like right up next to his sides. Yeah, this one he's got some. He apparently has some elbow room. Yeah, by the time he launches out of it, that tube looks giant. It's like the size of a New York apartment. I'm also not sure, and I guess this gets tackled at the end of this storyline, maybe. I'm not sure how taking over the world's computer systems will help Vision stop war. I mean, people can still shoot and stab each other. It makes no... Well, they it, can still drive and use boats and gas-powered planes. Like, what's the point, other than being annoying that I can't get money out of the ATM because you're controlling well, my... Ne- and, and remember, this is 1985. Like, you would have a better chance of taking over the world if you took over all computer systems now. That's right. That's what else I wrote. If he did it in today's world, he would cripple everything. But this is pre-internet. Yeah. I didn't... In 1985... Well, 1985, I was still in school. And I had a I had a word processor. I didn't have a computer. And if you did have a computer, it was like some, you know, likely some Tandy computer you got from Radio Shack. You know, the I mean, there was no there was no Internet for most people. Uh, so all you. Yeah, it's it's I mean, connected systems would be, you know, like maybe satellite stuff or. Yeah, it's, it's communications networks. But what else are you going to do? It doesn't stop anyone from leaving their house. Yeah. And then they you would have still had backups for most military systems because they had it, the computers they had they did not had not had for very long so, yeah, yeah i would think there was quite a few of them that weren't all connected together either they were probably just individual no internet no one big network across the world this is yeah it's it's well i mean this plan is stupid from the get-go do you think he had to like go through dial-up networks <laughs> There's <laughs> that noise ringing in his ear. That, that would have been, <laughs> been great if it had been like a two-page scene where he's just team, waiting. The team is trying to get into his, and he's like, "I must connect before they get in here." But this dial-up still buffering, still buffering. The sad thing is that you know anyone under the age of I don't know thirty has no idea what we've been talking about True. because they never had to deal with those stupid dial-up modems. Anything else about the issue? Specific? No, it's pretty bad. Bullpen Boltons. Uh, Archie Goodwin, the epic comics editor has a guest column where he touts the arrival of Gru the Wanderer. Gru! We like Gru, as all right-thinking Americans do. Uh, Letters page. A writer from Alabama wants them to take it easy on the Wasp, mentioning all the things she's been through recently. He clearly does not understand her history as the Avengers resident damsel in distress. He also wants them to name a sixth member of the West Coast team soon, and Marvel insists it'll be someone unexpected. Yes. Nobody man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have no idea, man. Never, ever, man. Yeah. They also have, there's a good response to a letter here where someone's talking about lineups and they're like, look, we are never going to make everyone happy with any lineup of this team. There's always someone that's going to be unhappy about who we have on the team. And that's completely true. Uh, except for now in 2017 when they have 60 Avengers teams and everyone in the Marvel Universe is a member of one of them. So now you can probably be happy with a lineup of the team. because No, because then there's still people that are unhappy because there's too many Avengers. That would be me. Question of the month. The question of the month is what is the best advice you ever got i can give you mine my mother told me marry an orphan i never did it but it was the best advice i ever got that's funny yeah right i don't have to deal with in-laws you maybe that's why i haven't gotten very far in life <laughs> i don't have any good advice it's not advice you listen to because again i never listened yeah. to my, i've been married twice and another time we're there to orphans so. i remember and I've, I've talked about this over the course of my lifetime um writings classes in college where they always tell you to write what you know and then there's these 22 year old people in college who haven't done anything yet and they're like what am i supposed to be writing that's the that's the only advice that i can ever think of that anyone ever gave me well let's see what the creators say roger stern says sign the contract bob hall says get out of comics 
which I find amusing, and I think he does pretty quickly after this. Ian Aiken, the inker, says, Pork future, son. That's where the money is. Is that from Trading Places? <laughs> I'm not sure. It might be. Brian Garvey says, Paint it black, kid. John Workman says, Learn to do everything in comics. Who are all these people? That's good. Well, John Workman's the letterer. Brian Garvey's the inker. Ian Aiken's the inker. All right. I noticed two inkers there. Well, one for the West Coast team, one for the East Coast. <laughs> but I do think do, learn to do everything in comics. That's not a bad idea for any career you're in. Yeah, yeah. Christy Scheel, you know her, right? She's oh, sure. She's a good colorist. She says, do whatever comes into your head, artistically speaking, that is. Howard Mackey says, never reveal your true face. That's funny because, you know, he's a big mystery. Mark Grunewald says, get serious or get out. I don't think he took that advice. No. And Jim Shooter says, let him stay there and rot. It sounds so much like something Jim Shooter would. What does that mean? I don't know. I murdered this dude in the backyard, Dad. What should I do with him? <laughs> MVP? No one really stands out, but I mean, I guess Star Fox finds a way to do something. I picked Mockingbird, who actually gets to beat people up and stop crime this issue. Way to go. You actually did something that the team is supposed to do. Useless character? I'm picking Captain Marvel because she's billions of miles away. That's not a bad choice. I, of course, picked Hercules because he does nothing but stand around in an ill-fitting uniform. Best quote taken out of context. I took Tigra's quote when she was stretching. It went... Uh, uh, uh. I picked that one as well. <laughs> I also have another one. Tiger, do you have to do that here? Avengers level threat. I don't think so. I mean, Quasimodo, no. I, uh, I... The Vision, I don't think so. It's really unclear, but it doesn't seem like it's a very good plan. Yeah, final grade. I gave it a D. There's way too much setup in this issue. The Vision and Quasimodo fight is awkward at best, and we don't even see Black Knight in costume. This is, I give it a C plus. Always have to be a little bit. This <laughs> is, um, this is a filler issue. This plot line could have been two issues and we'd have been the better for it. How many has it been? Is well, like if, 10? If, if you count just the ones where we're, where the Vision's sending people off on these missions. Not the ones where he's thinking about it. Then it's only three issues mm. only. And, but this issue could have easily been out of here. And we'd have been, I think we'd have been all the stronger for it. So, um. Moving on. Let's go to issue 254. That seems to be the correct order. Good this, this one's from April of 1985. And it is by Roger Stern and Bob Hall again. It is called Absolute Vision. Ugh. It's actually cool. I actually like this cover quite a bit. It's just this really creepy vi- vision face. But I like the. I like the creepy vision face and all the, all the Avengers are floating around it. You like it because Hercules looks like he's trying to swim in space. <laughs> it's all going down now. Vision's in charge. He's committed to his decision and he's got a few friends to back him up. Awesome, powerful friends like Captain Marvel, Thor, and She-Hulk. This weirdly assembled quartet has met the team in the Quinjet hangar and is already trying to talk them into letting the Vision do his thing. Vision says, no one outside the Avengers needs to know, which is weird since She-Hulk is standing there in her Fantastic Four uniform. <laughs> and doubly weird when Cap realizes none of them are casting shadows. He wings his shield around the room, exposing all the heroes as holograms, even Vision himself. His ruse exposed, Vision disappears, and Captain America coordinates the hunt to find Vision's body and end this madness of a plot line once and for all. Cap and Wanda will look upstairs. Hercules and Star Fox will look downstairs. Cap even secretly signals in Wonder Man from the hovering West Coast Quinjet outside to dive down through the East River into the sub-basements and search there. I don't know why Cap keeps this signal a secret. I don't know why Tigra kisses Wonder Man goodbye, and I don't know why Wonder Man is holding something that looks like a portable fan as he dives out of the ship. Oh wait, never mind. Apparently that's a Magno Scrambler to keep the new alarm system from tripping as Wonder Man tears the doors off the place. Vision will be found, whatever the cost to the Maria Stark Foundation. (laughs) With no one on the hangar deck, Scarlet Witch heads to the private quarters while Cap heads down to the living rooms. Wanda wants to find her husband first and is already suspicious that Cap is trying to protect her. Although I prefer to think that Cap just realizes she's probably useless and he wants to keep an eye on her. Speaking of useless, Star Fox and Hercules are trapped in an elevator. 
because vision controls everything. So Hercules tears a hole in the floor and begins climbing down, crunching the sides of the elevator shaft in his hands as he goes. Yeah, that's not going to be really cheap to fix. Like he cares. With slightly more skill and tact, Star Fox flies down to the next set of doors and gently pries them open. Back upstairs, Wanda is hexing open doors for whatever reason. I guess she can't touch them. Is she afraid to get germs? (laughs) Uh, She stumbles upon what I'll call Playboy Vision, an oddly human form in color-coordinated smoking jacket and pajamas. He wants to talk. Down in the hallway, Cap is surprised by a stunulator that pops out of the ceiling and zeroes in on him. Despite his best moves, he just can't shake the security device. That's when Vision appears to him in Imperial Guard form with a full-flowing yellow poncho and explains that he would never cause Cap any harm. Let's chat here on the steps. Meanwhile, further down below, Hercules is diving through walls and having a grand old time. He finds Black Knight fighting a concussion cannon meant to test Iron Man. He offers an assist and the two newest Avenger types team up to face off against Gladiator Vision, who challenges them in his spiky armor. One level further down, Star Fox flies into the electronics lab and finds Vision's cerebral energizer. But what's that doing here, he wonders? Vision appears as a floating head to offer an explanation. Do you get what's going on here? Like each one of them's getting a different version of the Vision? I like, I, well, we'll Vision versions? Vision versions. <laughs> Finally, down on the lowest level, Wonder Man finds my favorite version of Vision, the one I like to call Golfing Buddy. With all the heroes now engaged with some sort of vision, the endless conversations can begin. This is the truly thrilling part of the issue. At least he appears to be telling them all the same story, because this would all be even more excruciating if he wasn't. The bottom line is, Vision realized something was wrong with him when he went through that null field a while back when the Avengers were called to the Baxter building to fight Annihilus. That's when he figured out that Ultron had placed a control crystal in his head. This crystal allowed others to control him from time to time, but the null field had shorted him out. When Star Fox connected him to Isaac, he was able to repair himself, and with the crystal turned off, he was able to grow emotionally and whatnot. I'm already bored, so let's make this quick. Basically, Vision explained that he took over all the computer systems and has all the power in the world. Then each team member tells him something that makes him realize he can never control everything. They tell Vision that he has spread himself too thin and will lose himself in the system. They ask him to come back, but he says he can't. That's when Wonder Man wanders off and finds the Vision's body in Howard Stark's old underground lab, last seen in Annual Number 9. Star Fox zooms in before Wonder Man can disconnect the confused synthesoid and explains that he has to do some computer stuff. Black Knight announces that he's a scientist and slashes open some machinery. Scarlet Witch, who apparently is also a scientist, hexes the data banks and through the miracles of marvel science everything is awesome everything is awesome yeah vision pops up thanks everyone for helping and strolls off with his wife meanwhile a general at norad is ticked off and wants some answers i'm gonna say this is the end thank you yeah right our roll call for this issue is captain america scarlet witch hercules star fox and i guess technically the vision make up our official roster uh we get holograms of captain marvel thor and she hulk black knight is here to help hawkeye mockingbird and tigra drop wonder man off like a soccer mom taking her kid to the mall and our villain is also vision or multiple visions or not really any villain at all not really any (laughs) really i don't i do i really do like the cover it has nothing to do with the issue though it really doesn't there's no menacing i'm gonna do that for every page you turn to um (laughs) i do think it's interesting this is the first time that the vision has tried the tact of I'm going to take over the world. Shh, we won't tell anyone. To the other Avengers, you mean? To the other Avengers. Yeah. The, the whole idea that we haven't really gotten this idea when the vision's been talking about taking over the world, he's not really ever mentioned, and I don't want anyone to know, and then no one will be upset with me. Well, I think and, what's happened now is that they've shown up unexpectedly, and he's feeling like guilty, like a little kid who got caught doing something. So now he's trying to come up with some excuse, or oh, don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> The babysitter's dead. I, I'll give you my, my lunch money or something. I, I don't know. It just seemed... It, it's an interesting idea, but again, 
it doesn't work because the whole plot doesn't work. But and how is he going to... We'll just keep it between us. Uh, the military already knows that you took over right? everything, and they're very angry about it. And and what are you going to do? Like, if the military wants to to launch nuclear nuclear bombs, you're just going to be like, cancel. And they're not going to notice? Yeah, they're not going to think, this is weird? We can't do that. Sorry, your system's broken. Just all of a sudden, cat videos come up on the screen? Captain America, when they go to look for the vision, he says, we'll use search pattern 8. <laughs> <laughs> which first of all it's been a while oh, it harkens back to the old days like it, it's been since like Roy Thomas I think where we've had these kind of plans and search patterns and stuff and I wonder if do they have eight different they must have at least eight different search patterns what is that search pattern because that search pattern see, first of all it's the hey let's split up it seems to be let's split up gang we'll each take a floor second of all Cap details what it is so why do you go, why are you saying search pattern eight if it's search pattern eight and they know that which you know Hercules wouldn't know any of these if even even if they did exist. That's why he had to explain it. Uh, yeah, So, but then why call it search pattern eight? Just be like, look, here's what we're going to do. It's one or the other. I call this the Scooby-Doo search pattern. It, it really is. <laughs> I'll split up and which one of us finds the monster. I think you made fun of it, but I've actually really always liked the idea that the vision appears differently to every single person. It makes it this issue more interesting. It doesn't make the plot any better. I think it tells you a little bit about how the vision sees everybody. And more, what he thinks will appeal to them. Yeah, how he thinks they want to see him yeah yeah you know the he's he's in the 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 robe and the smoking jacket or whatever with a with an ascot because apparently scarlet witch loves ascots apparently scarlet witch likes 19th century englishmen <laughs> it's the weirdest i love that he's still got the little the little his little his, gold diamond his like, logo yeah yeah it's just on his chest like like he's wearing something from izod and it's an alligator it's just right there why does he appear to black knight and hercules though as a gladiator or well something? i think he appears so he appears i don't really understand the Captain America one because he appears to Captain America like the Vision but with a bigger cloak so that he can make the green instead of having a gold di- diamond he can have a green diamond I guess basically he appears to Cap in his regular costume because he looks more regal a little bit but no it's just because his cloak is around him I don't know I, I see it as him thinking Cap sees him just as another superhero just as a member of the team and doesn't need anything special he looks a little repentant almost though the one with Hercules obviously the gladiator one with the spiky stuff is because you know Hercules is a warrior and that's how he wants to see him and he appears to that is the worst one Star Fox like Isaac like Isaac because yeah. that's what Star Fox would think and I love you're right the one with Wonder Man where it looks like hey let's go out golfing together he looks like uh, the Vision looked in the in the Avengers movie yeah it's wonderful it's obviously because he wants Wonder Man to see him as a friend a brother yeah. a golfing buddy it is nice this issue this issue is mostly flashbacks and talking but it is nice to get uh, finally get a, an explanation 30 issues after the fact <laughs> as to why when he went through the null field he collapsed like why and why when he when he got caught out of the null field why he couldn't reboot himself and why he was acting so differently yeah it's well you know we always assumed that the reason he was acting differently was because he got hooked up to Isaac right but now we know why what what caused him to have to be hooked up to Isaac in the first place that this this control crystal shorten him out how did he not know that that thing was in his head to begin with that's a good question and he's able to just reach in and pull it out and that's that I don't really understand during the middle of the issue I wonder if he could stick it in something else and then have Ultron take over he could jam that crystal down into like the refrigerator <laughs> Ultron, like, I'm going to take over the vision, and he like flips the switch in the refrigerator. Just starts making ice. They're like, how ah, we got you in the middle of the issue at NORAD, the the American Defense Command Station. Yes, that's what that stands for. All of a sudden, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, help me! 
all of a sudden their monitors go wonky and they're showing I Love Lucy and McDonald's ads and the Muppets and Potato Friends or whatever that is on the right hand side. What is that one? Why? I don't know. Like, I have no understanding because we're led to believe that this is because the vision took over the computers. Why wouldn't they just go blank or 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 show his face or 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 not do anything? There you go. Why wouldn't it just be normal? There's no reason why the vision would do anything to the computers. And it's not like he's, I mean, if if this had happened while he was fighting Quasimodo, that'd be one thing. But he's not fighting anybody. He's just chatting with the Avengers. And if he had taken them over, why would he put TV shows on it makes no sense. It's like... Of all the things he could show, why would he put random TV shows on? They needed... It's like they needed the the humans to find out what the Vision did. And this was the only way they could think to have it happen. But we don't need any of that because this doesn't go anywhere. Well, it will. I guess, eventually. But it could have just been like someone noticed that they couldn't do something and they complained yes. about it. Yes. <laughs> that, that would Instead of having... Because in... So they're trying to run a simulation of a Soviet first strike. And that's when their computers go all wonky. But it would make no sense for the Vision to stop them from running simulations. Why would you do that? Right. You just stop them from launching actual missiles. Why would he want them to know that he was in the system? Yeah. The whole thing is annoying. Especially when he just told the team that, hey, let's keep this just between us. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, he left his back door open there. And then the end of the issue, when he pulls the control crystal out, this is where, you know, since we first met the Vision, his speech has always been italicized in little square boxes. And as soon as he pulls the control crystal out, his boxes go from square to the normal circular and his speech is no longer italicized. Which is dumb. It's a way of showing that he no longer talks like a... He apparently no longer has that mechanical sound to his voice. But he should still, because that crystal didn't give him his voice. I agree with you that he should still sound like a computer because it wasn't his voice box he's not a human i think that his cadence would be could be different but his he may not he may no longer you know talk like data without contractions and the like but he still is gonna if if, if his voice before had a metallic quality to it it still would so he's still made out of yeah non-skin don't worry your pretty little head about this because in marvel will forget about it in, in, no no they'll keep he'll, his voice will be like this until uh this plot line really comes home to roost is that when he turns into the white vision? Yeah. yeah okay. So, uh, what about? Do you have anything else? No. But this is a big. This is a big turning point for the vision. I have no 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 doubt that Roger Stern intended for this to to be where the vision stops being mechanical and starts to act more human. And Steve Englehart will pick this up on this in the Vision Scholar Witch Limited series, and he'll run with it. And unfortunately, pretty much after that, it's only like two. Well, no, it's got to be like four or five years from now that will um this will all be undone. But at the time, I don't like it. I think what made the vision interesting that was that he was so like cold and weird and this just makes him another guy there that's a that's not a I, I don't agree with it but I completely I completely see where you're coming from I like the vision from the second vision in the Scholar Witch Limited series but I do completely get where you're coming from I just made more of an interesting dynamic that he was a unfeeling robot type well, and she was a mutant and it was like who would have thought that these two crazy kids would end up together well don't worry John Byrne agrees with you yeah he does we have a lot in common John Byrne and I. Uh, bullpen bulletins. Apparently, 1984 was the most successful year in Marvel's history, making six years in a row that was the most successful year in Marvel's history. Remind me again, how long has Jim Shooter been editor-in-chief? I don't know, probably six years. Six years? Huh. weird, right? Yeah, I, I have to say, I am growing really tired of Jim Shooter's constant promoting himself and Marvel. Let me be clear, he's not promoting himself, but he's constantly promoting Marvel Comics and reminding us that he's the boss. And so as the boss, he's promoting himself by promoting Marvel Comics. 
jokes, and he's doing it a lot. I know. It's horrible. It's almost like I can't think of anybody else that ever did that okay. that was editor-in-chief. Here's the difference. <laughs> I feel like Stan Lee, when he was editor-in-chief, because obviously Stan Lee was Marvel's biggest cheerleader, but I feel like when he did it, he did it in a more... maybe Self-deprecating? Was, yes, a self-deprecating yeah. way, where I feel like Jim Shooter never does it in a self-deprecating Shooter's got a little way. more of an ego. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I, I don't fault him for it. I mean, Marvel had... At, in this time frame has taken off at the same time that DC was struggling. Sure. Anything else you want to talk about? In the, in the yeah, yeah. Uh, Secret Wars 2 will start in a couple months. Which is interesting because according to the hype box, the last issue of Secret Wars is just coming out this month. And yeah, we're ready to do this. I Secret didn't realize Wars. they were that close together. Yeah. Uh, we learned that Don Newton passed away. Uh, he had penciled Avengers Annual number 9 that we talked about with the Arsenal robot. And he also did issue 204. Let me complain a little bit more about Secret Wars 2 before we completely <laughs> move away from it. It's going, it is one of the worst <laughs> miniseries of all time and unfortunately it crosses over the Avengers so we're going to have to deal with it and that's the problem with Secret Wars 2 it crosses over into every title the nice thing about Secret Wars was that it was self-contained you would see crossover in issues where the where the characters left and went to Secret Wars and came back but that was it well that's because they took the heroes off to this other place now in Secret Wars 2 the threat is coming to Earth it's really painful and the Secret Wars tie-ins here are going to be painful oh yeah this is the worst thing to ever happen anyway sorry anything else you want we also find out that Phil Suling died uh, he was a book distributor famous for basically creating the direct market comic book store system. Let me talk some more about how much I hate Secret Wars 2. <laughs> do you do that? Are we really done? Yeah. Can we do our Secret Wars 2 podcast, which will just be be three <laughs> issues of me screaming incoherently into a microphone. I was complaining for an hour. But there is no letters page There's this issue. no letters Because we needed that extra page to finish off this. Because a story this action-packed, you need the room to tell it. There were so many visions. Yeah, it was absolutely vision. MVP? I gave it to Captain America for coordinating the search pattern. I gave it to Star Fox, who's the one that kind of saves the Vision's life at the end of the issue. By, by pushing buttons on with his computer skills. That's right. Useless character? Vision. <laughs> I mean, all the characters just stand around and talk this issue, but I'm going to pick Hercules because I want to. Plus, he ruined like half the mansion. Right? As usual. Everybody else manages to talk to the Vision without destroying the furniture. <laughs> What's, uh, do you have a quote taken out of context? All right. Peel back the housing, but gently. Really? Yeah. We were stretching, weren't we? Avengers level threat? No. He yeah. even actually tells them that he isn't a threat. Yeah. Final grade. I gave it a D again. I really hate this storyline, and the resolution to it is just so boring. I gave it a C. I'm so glad this plot's over. I did like some of the conversations. I liked, let me rephrase, I liked bits of some of the conversations, because I think there's a little bit where we get to learn a little bit more about the vision and the people here, and some of the points that they raise. My problem with this issue is that after this long build-up, I felt like this issue was so anticlimactic. And it's not that I want to see the team fight the vision. We've seen that before. But I felt like there should have been something to build this plot line up so much and to end it with a big flashback slash conversation issue seemed really really dull really did you really think this plot was leading up to something because it has been simmering for years and it is so talky talky I should say this we've been again for two people that were so excited when Roger Stern was coming on the book <laughs> we have been really negative about him for the we last year bashed everything he's done that being said I can tell you that for me, the best Roger Stern issues start with the next episode because he gets a penciler with him that I adore and he starts, in my opinion, really kicking out the good stuff for the next, what, for the next two years of this title, two, two and a half years of this title, I think he really will be cooking on all cylinders. And it really builds up to an 
awesome storyline. Yeah. Starts out a little slow, but yes. I, I like it, and it, I think it. I, you won't be hearing us bash Roger Stern. We, we'll soon be getting into the issues. Where we're like, oh man, this is so good. Soon, but hey, we'll just apologize for this week. You gotta sit and wait for next week's episode. Boy, oh boy. we've been saying that too since like the first episode. So, <laughs> speaking of next episodes, uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch leave the team. Obviously, Wasp returns all tanned and rested. Captain Marvel, yeah, remember her? She gets Shanghai by alien pirates. Oh yeah, that's gonna be great. Roger Stern, awesome stuff. I like that stuff. I like the alien pirates. Shut up. And we all get to see what it would be like if Dr. Doom ruled the world. That came out of nowhere. You know, everybody wants to rule the world. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is mail at avenginghour.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at avenginghour, Facebook, websites. Just do a Google search. Shouldn't be difficult. All right, then. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.